0: Welcome to Unstoppable You with Christine Patton. Does it seem like something could be holding you and your business back from your dream of great success? Can you put your finger on what that is? In today's show, you'll learn the tools and patterns that will guide you toward the success that you dream of. Now, here's your host, Christine Patton.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. Welcome to Unstoppable You. This is where we talk about empowerment, resilience, and passion, and how it all works to conquer the game of business, because you are your business. You are. I'm glad you're with me here today. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving last weekend, if you're in the States. I have a great guest today. He's a friend of mine. He's a successful business owner from my hometown of Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, His name is André Brasson, and he's the president of Innovate Digital Solutions. But before we get to André, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about my book, Showing Up, Becoming the Me I Want to Be, Aligning Your Life and Work for True Success. In it, you will learn the inner mental and emotional conditioning towards making empowered decisions They can be different from some of the other decisions we tend to make, how to create resilience to carry out those decisions, and then to notice the passion that enters your life once you've done all of that. And this is a great, um, I think it's a good foundation. uh, That's a good word for young people who possibly are starting to think about a career or who are struggling with who they want to be when they grow up, Um, and you, especially if you are looking to pivot in your work. Um, you can contact me at chris at powerwithin.ca or check out my website at powerwithin.ca or go to amazon.ca. It's a great Christmas gift. That's why I'm talking about this right now. $20 price point, timeless wisdom. Again, especially for those who are looking to make a change in their lives, young or not so young. So last week uh, was the American Thanksgiving I hope all of you who celebrated had a wonderful time uh, with family and friends and you connected with those that you love. Uh, We re-ran a program called Kindness, the Secret to Vitality with Scott Patton, and in it, he revealed the connection between renewing emotion, like kindness, and its positive effect on our physiology. So let me know what you think about that. Um, I'm always interested in your reaction to the content on these shows. Um, I'd love for you to be a guest on the show. So if you have an interesting story, and all of us have an interesting story, whether we know it or not, if you can talk about empowerment, resilience, and passion, which I know you can, please connect with me at PowerWithin.ca. I'd love to get to know you and see if we're a fit for the show. And if you'd like to become a sponsor for the show, I'd also love to connect with you. So, Andre, I'm looking forward to people to getting to know you. Welcome today. How are you?
2: Well, good morning, Chris. I'm absolutely fantastic this morning. It's a beautiful, sunny day in the lovely Okanagan.
1: It is, I know. And for those who don't live here, uh, winter can be socked in with cloud. Hey, I mean, this place is dreamy in the summer, and in the winter, it's still dreamy. It just gets a little bit of a gray dream cast to it. <laughs> Unless you live at Big White, right? Where it Let's suns up most the- of the time.
2: Sure, absolutely. Well, being a prairie kid from uh, the prairies of, of Canada, it, the winters are definitely cold, but they're clear. And when I moved to the Okanagan mm-hmm. seven years ago to uh, to start up business here, it was a bit of a shocker. You know, you come in the summer; it's yeah. beautiful. It, it's it's sunny. It's great. It's you know, like it it's lures sunny. you. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of great. It's kind of like. Everything seems rosy. You know, sometimes it's like starting a business. You look at it on the outside and everything's rosy and clear. And then you get into it and all of a sudden you go, well, this isn't exactly what I was expecting.
1: <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I've never experienced that. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it's, you look <laughs> on the outside and go, gee, that guy is successful. Look at what he's done. Look what he's got. And then you right. open the door and you get inside and you, and you, and you see a whole different side of, of business and, yeah. and commerce and, and And a lot of times, a lot of business leaders, they started as sales guys and they all think it's so easy. I can do this. And it isn't always so. So you
1: you want to run screaming. I know. Uh, And being an entrepreneur and a solopreneur at that, um, you know, I talk to myself a lot. That gets old fast. So before we start, I want people to know you and I don't want to mess it up. Uh, by describing you in some some way that I might, I'm going to read your bio. So I hope that's okay.
2: Oh, well, sure, absolutely. I've been described a lot of ways. So let's. Uh, <laughs> let's hear about it. This will
1: be the official one for radio. The it other ones good. we can't we can't talk about on radio. Here we go, Andre Brassel. That is you, right? I got the right guy. That would
2: be me, the right person.
1: Okay, is the president of Innovate Digital Solutions? That's true, right? That is true a boy headquartered in Kelowna, BC innovate is one of Canada's largest privately held providers of business technology after graduating University in 1991
2: did you really, well,
1: really <laughs> <graduated? laughs> yeah. so that fake degree on your wall come exactly. on yeah did you print that yourself because it's good it looks real <laughs> sorry I should get through this without ribbing you he started
2: I'm gonna change your show to uh, Freeinsults.com by Chris Cotton. That's ridiculous.
1: It's it's only this show. It's it's nobody else. So you can feel special. So you started your career as a sales rep with Minolta in Edmonton, Alberta, and was promoted to Red Deer Branch Manager two years later. In 1999, he partnered in a startup, Digitex, and by 2013, the company was a force in Alberta. Andre located that year to Kelowna with his family to expand further. His wife Katya had been going through years of health concerns, and Andre knew it was time to focus on family, sold his interest, but kept the small Kelowna operation. As Katia's health improved, by the way, say hi to her for me, she supported Andre's vision to grow the business again. Atta girl. Since 2015, Innovate has acquired five companies, and just as COVID-19 hit in spring 2020, Innovate made a strategic expansion into Alberta. As he says, in business, you are either growing or dying. There is no in between. We got to talk about that. That's an interesting concept. Andre's passion for business is equaled only by his belief in supporting the community. Katya has been a driving force for putting hundreds of thousands of dollars back into the local communities. And I can attest to that because I've been part of some of those things. So thank you, Andre. Um, Given perhaps that most of that is true, (laughs) let's (laughs) see.
2: Okay, right, so that fake degree I have, all right, that's right on that one. But Jeez.
1: that's okay, because you're still where you are. So you, you you have managed to fool some people some of the time. It's great.
2: <laughs> you can fool some of the people some of the time, some of the time? and most of the people most of the time, but you can't fool mom. That's, that's what. right.
1: No, don't don't ever do that. Don't ever mess with mom or mother nature. So tell us, like, what do you do? What does your company do? And then like, what do you do over there? Besides, you know, talking radio shows and podcasts, like you're some kind of celebrity or something. I mean, you didn't think I was going to go easy on you, did you? Yeah, that was foolish thinking that was.
2: Yeah, I get that ass all the time. You just sit in your corner and just drink coffee and do nothing. (laughs) That's that's what I do all day long.
1: Well, no, you talk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and
2: talk. I like to talk. So Innovate Digital Solutions, I mean, you, you kind of allude to it. So we are a provider of office technology. Um, it primarily started off several years ago. Um, when I started it, we were just selling literally copiers of multifunction devices, right? Okay. So, so Canon. And copy. that was your background, right? And that was the background. That's why I started in the business was selling photocopiers uh, with Minolta back in 1991. Right. I graduated from University of Alberta, and, and it was funny. I was, I was going to go into law which oh god! I know you it? and I, and that's sort of what I thought. I looked at it and a lot he of looked at me
1: and said, please, I don't please want to do that. Don't
2: do that. Well, and I'm glad I didn't, but I thought about it. And at that time, all, there was so little work for lawyers. There was lots of people graduating.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, you know what? I really like people. I don't like being in the same place all the time. I had a, a friend that was selling, selling copiers uh, for Xerox at the time and, and doing quite well. I we remember talking to his mom, she goes, don't sell for Xerox. Like they're, they're a tough company, but mm-hmm. she says he makes good money. So I decided to go sell copiers for six months to really found my real job. Yeah. And here it is 30 some years later and it's, it's quite different.
1: But you're only 38. How does that work?
2: Exactly. Yeah. I'm, don't I, do the math. I won't do the math on it. So, so what we did is we were primarily, we were a copier company, but we had to change a lot and, um, so we started off a little little business in the Okanagan with ten people and um, you know maybe servicing about four hundred machines and I think now we're at, at you know over sixty staff servicing about five thousand pieces of equipment, but you know a lot of it is selling copiers, printers, um, but we've pivoted and had to change and move into IT services. Because the world has gone digital, as you know, and as we do Zoom meetings all the time now versus when I was, we used to have in-person meetings a year ago. Exactly. So I started down the road of IT services um, really about three years ago and we did it homegrown. I didn't want to go acquire a company and we had some good success with it, but I wanted to get a little bit faster traction. So last February, acquired an IT corporation. Okay. And so we've moved into that space a lot more. Because we have a huge base of, of customers, and those customers were trusted advisors and we're trusted advisors for the technology which is printing and scanning and get the information into their networks mm-hmm. now let's just work on controlling those those mm-hmm.
1: networks yeah, so digital solutions I mean that's but exactly what it
2: is you do So the whole thing and now we're moving into a lot more areas um, in particular into document management and document workflow
1: right so, so talk, talk to me about that what's the benefit yeah. in a company for that?
2: So, docking workflow is kind of interesting. And one of the things I, I think I always say to, to people, I said, it's trying to find a document, a search and rescue mission.
1: No kidding. And, and, and then you, you go, it. what did I name that? Where did I put oh, that?
2: You struggle with it. It drives you crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought one, it was I'm just like, me. Oh,
2: I saved this under some name somewhere.
1: Exactly. It made sense at the time. Man, I'm too, so brilliant. I can't find it. Great.
2: You can't find it. So, up to 10% of employees' time can be sent searching for documents. Ah, So there are solutions out there. It's finally becoming quite, it's been perfected now. And I've been a late adopter because there's a lot of solutions that were expensive. They were okay, but I didn't want to be on bleeding edge. So over the last couple of years, now they've got the systems perfected. And there's a few different providers that are extremely good manufacturers. And what they do is essentially a Google search. When you go, oh, where was that darn document? You simply just Google it within your bar. And it finds it automatically and it top ranks them. So no longer you're searching. Is this
1: like a cloud thing or? Yeah, it's
2: all cloud-based or it server-based as well. Okay. So finding that. But also there's automation and artificial intelligence processes as well, such as accounts payable. And here's an interesting Mm -hmm. one that that we'll be implementing is a lot of large corporations, even small corporations, they get a lot of invoices coming in. And so invoices come in either through emails or they're, you know, um, mailed to them. Well, then you got to type them in and process them. Well, there's software where you can just simply scan the the, the hard copies in, or the stuff that gets emailed in, and it will look at those documents. it look for PO numbers. it look for dollars amounts. And if it all matches in, it automatically puts it into your 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 ERP or your accounting software, and nobody has to touch it. Oh, cool. So it's about making people more efficient. Right. So. I keep on the edge and looking forward to what we need to do. So I know that I'm going to be in this business for a long time and I want to make sure the business is relevant and we have to keep current. And a lot of it is about making change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't willing to make change.
1: Well, change is hard. I mean, it, it puts you in that uncomfortable, in that position of being dis, in discomfort, right? Oh, absolutely. Have to learn. Yeah. And as we get older, uh, not that you and I are, Right. Uh, it, it gets, it's just, you just get tired, I think.
2: Well, and people go, I've always done it this way. Yeah. Why do we change this way? I don't think we oh. need to do. Yeah. But then you end up like a Sears. Right. Kodak. Like, or Kodak um, or these two.
1: What's the movie one? Um, well, Blockbusters. Blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. Then you're a Blockbuster. You don't keep up and that's what happens to you.
2: No, no, they just, they don't keep up. So I think that's been a real, a real challenge people so
0: um,
2: that's one thing I always want to make sure and I guess the new the new word the new term is pivot wherever pivot came from I kind of like some of these new buzzwords yeah Uh, if you don't have the ability to pivot and change fairly quickly you're going to become irrelevant right and a lot of people just say well if we do it the same way and we keep working harder and we keep doing it we'll, we'll succeed well that's not always the case and throughout my career I've had to do a lot of changes
1: Right. T- to meet the times, uh, right? Or, or, or personally?
2: All sorts of different ways yeah. of doing yeah. it. And, and, and things aren't, you know, and particularly now, things are not, it's not simple. Business isn't yeah. simple these days. And yeah. a lot of businesses, uh, owners are just struggling,
0: mm-hmm. really
2: struggling. And they're going, what do I do now? How do I move things? Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of mm-hmm. the shutdowns happening.
1: Yeah, this is this is not a good time of life, but um, I I still think it's teaching us it's teaching us a lot of things. Um, What do they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. Right. When you're flat out, what are you going to do to put food on the table? Really. And so this is this is kind of what I want to make this today um, about. Is to talk about ways that you've, you've hit roadblocks. You've you've stumbled through the mud um, and have had to get back up. But before we go to our first break, I'd like people to know more about you. Like as the president and CEO, like what does your day look like? What do you do in a company your size?
0: Well,
2: what what I've really changed over the last little while while is really staying in my lanes. So one thing I, I used to be involved in everything. You know, up to about sixty staff. You know, I was really overseeing the sales guys, but one of the most important things I did is I brought in professional management and really, really key people and trust them to make good decisions. And so hire good people and let them be because the worst thing to be is a micromanager. Mm -hmm. So I have a good VP of operations who's taken a huge burden off of me and handles all that. I've hired a solid director of sales. Great. Now all I'm doing is right now is I'm focusing on the growth of the business and strategizing. Mm-hmm. so I
1: spend. that's a what life. you're good at right that's I think you're good I, at that
2: I love being in sales that was my my big thing now I'm thinking about how do I sell my business so Maybe I sell my business and sell my business to buy other businesses like how do I promote innovate to grow as a size of, of a corporation because I'm not happy with I, I don't want to be stagnant I don't want to be the status quo it's boring mm-hmm. and if I'm not looking at how do we change things how do we move things what things do we need to do different to be relevant three months from now, three years from now, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, what do I need to start doing now foundationally to make those changes? And a lot of it is around, is around growth and how do we grow this company to be you know better, more efficient, but also use that growth to provide, like a big thing for me, and you know this, is providing back to the communities that support us. Mm-hmm. So that is a big tick to me is how do I make this company larger, more profitable so I can actually provide more back to the communities that support us?
1: And I love that because that's the flow. And and I think we all need to understand that we have to learn to give because it's part of the flow. It comes in and it has to go. And if we start to hoard, we have that hoarding mentality, it stops the flow and then it no longer does come in unless it goes out. And, and I have found in my experience, honestly, Andre, that the most um, giving, generous people in business are the ones who are enjoying the most success financially. I, I really think it's part of the strategy.
2: Oh, and, it's, and a lot of it is, I don't want to call it purposeful philanthropy, but there is a purpose around it too, to, to try to help encourage others to, to give back to the communities because there are so many business owners. They've done very well. They just keep it all. And I think we have an obligation to help support the communities that we're in. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are providing us, you know, the opportunities. And, you know, I've recently moved back into to one of my where it kind of all started back in Red Deer. And, you know, I, I've got a list of people that I'm going to give back to because they really helped me. And you can never forget where you came from. Um, didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't have someone write me a big check and help me. It was a lot of claw my. I would say claw on the way to the, to the top you can't forget where you came from. That is oh, absolutely, crazy. absolutely deadly.
1: Absolutely. I remember my dad gave me advice when I started in law and he said, Chris, he said, you're going to be better served by having the memory of an elephant for the good and the bad. So we're going to go for a commercial break for a short time. We're going to come back with Andrea. We're going to talk about his move to the top. And we're going to talk about forecasting. Like how do you look in the future and, and have a good sense of what's going to happen? Um, and you can tell us about your crystal ball. Play Finding Your Frequency
0: Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email during the week to chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back to Unstoppable You.
1: And we're back. If you're just tuning in, we're listening to André Brasson of Innovate Digital Solutions from Kelowna, BC. And he's about to tell us about his crystal ball. So I hope you stuck around for that.
2: Well, I'm glad you asked me about my crystal ball and I'll just go into the door.
1: I saw <laughs> you searching for it. I, I don't know sure am searching it. for
2: it somewhere here. Um, yeah, the crystal ball. You know, anybody who says they have a crystal ball, it's uh, they're dreaming. You I mean, you have to be cognizant of all these things. that? You are, mean there isn't
1: one? I've well, been looking for one. one. The,
2: only, the only crystal ball I think I've ever seen is at the circus or, or one of those sideshows, shows and it mystically tells you what's going to happen.
1: Right. In your
2: yeah. life. Well, I don't have a crystal ball. Okay. But I, but I what do you get, do then? Well, I think the thing that you get in business, what you have to do is you have to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of trends and upcoming trends that are happening. And you have to be able to move fairly quickly. And some people adopt too quickly and they get themselves in trouble. Mm. And I think what happens with a lot of business owners, they get into areas they don't understand. I had a good conversation. I think this was about, oh, fifteen, twenty 15, 20 years ago with one of my, my dad's accountants. Really smart guy, Gary. And bless his soul, passed away a few years ago. But he gave me some good advice. He says, you know what I see happens a lot of times is, is people get into business and become successful and then they'll go sell their business and they try something completely different and -hmm. they lose it all. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a certain point in your life and you've really become an expert in your field, stick at it.
1: Or something like it.
2: Or something like it. Making a complete (laughs) shift can be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And he says, I see that all the time. That was one word of of advice is if you understand your business and you understand how it goes, do well, but you can make changes and adapt, right? So you can keep evolving your business, changing your business, looking keep at market fresh. trends and refreshing it and, mm-hmm. and quote, quote pivoting to, to be adaptable. But once you've done all that, I forget, how many hours do they say it takes to be an expert? And so was it 10,000 hours? 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. So do I do anything. Was it 2000? Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely an expert in uh, in my business now.
1: Yeah, I should be. I don't know. Just
2: by the number of hours we put in doesn't mean that we know anything more than anybody else.
1: No, it's (laughs) true. Yeah, there's good proof of that walking around.
2: But the the crystal ball is things are going to change. And things always change.
1: So when you say, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I did mean to cut you off. Um, That got boring. I'm just kidding. Um, So, you know, when you're looking at what's telling you about trends and how you decide what feels right for you, what are you looking at? Like, where do you look for that stuff? Well, I think that's key for people to know, don't you? I think a lot of
2: it is actually listening to your customers.
1: Oh, okay. needs.
2: Yeah, your customer needs and what they see adapting. So what I find extremely valuable to myself is I get a lot of the feedback actually through my sales team. So my sales team will be talking to, to our director of sales and they'll be saying, you know, we see this challenging happening in a business. We see businesses looking for this type of a thing. And then it sort of feeds up and it becomes customer focused. So Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do is find solutions to solve problems for for clients versus trying to go out into the marketplace and find something to sell to clients. Right? right? So there's a a significant (laughs) difference there. There is. So we want to focus on, I've always said, I want to focus on the company that's providing solution based on their needs Mm -hmm. versus being a company that's trying to sell them what we have
1: yeah, that's kind of fitting fitting the wrong foot in the in the shoe
2: right. So so I had a, I had a guy, a guy I remember years ago. He said, we provide suit suited for purpose solutions, suit for purpose solutions versus trying to you know
1: SFP. You could like market that. you could purpose. make that up
2: yeah right. So we don't carry just one product line. We carry multiples because nothing fits for everybody. So when we go in and we're we're talking to a client, we can say, okay, based upon your scenario and what you're doing here, um, you're doing high volumes of one particular thing. They want to do lots of scanning. They want to take all their documents, they want to OCR them, they want to make them available um, so they can some, can search for, for key terms and words. We will say, you should have a Canon because it's by far the best solution for doing scanning, where if they were looking for super high print volume of doing this particular, on this particular application, this might be an HP solution. Well, if you're looking for document software and you're looking for backup solutions, we'd recommend ABC Cloud Service because that will do that. So right. I found that because we're not the manufacturer, we can actually treat the client better and give them more solutions to take, cater to their business. So when we're doing that, they give us feedback, they give us information, We we, we see trends happening And it's actually my frontline guys who can be the guys servicing, going into the field. It can be our IT guys. It can be an actual physical technician that's going, turning wrenches. They'll give feedback to people. and, And we'll get that feedback. And we'll go, okay, what do we need to do to help these clients out and make them more efficient?
1: That's excellent. And, you know, your clients or customers, whatever business you're in, they want to be cared for. What does that mean? Right? Yeah. They want to know they're cared for. They want to know that you understand what they do. You understand their pain and you can fix it. Right? I think that's a universal thing in every business.
2: They do. And you also have to, you have to stay in touch too. And you have to be open to to talking to your clients. And you when
1: they to, need you, not when you have time, right?
2: Yeah. When, when they need you too. And also you have to be very transparent within your organization. Like I'm, I'm an open door. Like this, this whole business is an open door. I don't have a single lock anywhere on it. And you know what? Someone wants to come talk to me. There's the door. And I get a lot of great feedback.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, here's the other thing what I love about your company is your customers all know you, not yep. just your salespeople or the sales managers or anything like that. They know you.
2: It's important to be, I think, the face of the company right. and, and to be out there in the community and and have those open discussions. And you know, I've given a lot of presentations, just a lot can be at a chamber meeting, it can be at when we mm-hmm. sponsor different events for charities. Yep. I And actually, my wife, Katia, she's done this to me a few times. She drives me crazy. I love that one. <laughs> I know you do. Oh, jeez. She'll, she'll put me on the spot. She won't yeah. tell me that. Oh, well, Andrea will do that. this. Oh, yeah, Andrea will do it. And I've had that at been you know, auctioned. Yeah, but job. you
1: can. You're good at that. Yeah, but it just kind of,
2: I'll, I'll never forget this one. It was a big charity event. I wish I, I could remember. I think it was for the, one of the hospice societies. and This was about five years ago. It was a big functions create. I miss these functions where we go in. And I'm going to get a beer at this this this. Pub or wherever, it was in a big, great big pub. There's you know several hundred people there. Don't remember what we we're raising money for, and all of a sudden, hey, live auction is coming and da, da, da. oh, cool, this is gonna be fun. I love auctions. You know, I'm from the prairies and I used to buy horses and cows and all this sort of stuff. So that's a whole other story. We'll get in trouble, but we'll would, do another show. That's another show. It's horses and horses and cows. And i go oh, and now I'm looking forward to a live auction. and I want to call upon Andre Brosso to do the live auction, and I just look. Oh. I look, and she's just got this big grin on her face. And I'm like, I'm going to kill That's you. you. That's awesome. And then she goes, well, I told you you're going to do it. And I said, I, I thought you were kidding. I didn't think you were actually being serious that I was going to be doing the auction.
1: That's an art form, actually, being that auctioneer. I've heard people do it. They're great. That's hard. It's kind of fun.
2: It's actually kind of fun to do it. And you did uh, it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, more I spent a lot of money at auctions versus being uh, an auctioneer. I'm not that quick on my, my feet.
1: Ah, you're quick enough. So... Okay, this kind of leads into my next questions to you, and that is, you know, your ups and downs in business and facing, you know, being resilient and facing these, oh, I guess I better step up now or uh, I'll be really embarrassed. So tell me, uh, and that's what I think the the listeners will benefit from, is understanding that, um, you know, business is not a linear path that goes from zero to 100,000 smoothly, let's just say.
2: No, it definitely, definitely isn't. And um, I think my comment earlier, you, you know, it looks rosy on the outside. And then once you open the door, it isn't so pretty.
1: Ouch. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it can be challenging. It can be really challenging. And, and a, lot of, a lot of businesses don't make it. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. And I think some people give up too early. Sometimes they've had bad advice. Um, some people just don't have that. I'm never giving up.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to make this damn thing work if it kills me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It really is. And how hard are you willing to to fight for fight for it? Right. And I, I think that's really important because because it is tough. And, I, and I've been through some really difficult times. Like they, they, they've sucked. I just yeah. flat out come. They've sucked. Like it, it's not fun. No. Um, and it can be really. And it, and it still continues to this day. You have those days where it's not fun. No, you know. know. Hey, yesterday wasn't that much fun for me. Just, yeah,
1: we talked yesterday, and it doesn't like, sound like a lot of fun. What's going God on over there?
2: sick. Right? <laughs> just some challenges, right? And it's there's a lot of challenges now. But you know, I had some times where it was really difficult. Like when we start off in in uh, 1999 in in, in Alberta, um, you know, times were good. The money was was kind of flowing. But you're the little guy on the block, and all the big giants are are swinging at you, and they're coming and and I remember, I think it was 2002. Um, my partners, Rob, Chris, myself, and, and we're struggling. And uh, I remember sitting in a boardroom, and poor Rob's looking. He says, Ian, who was our accountant, goes, Yeah, Ian's told us we're bankrupt. Those are pretty heavy words to hear. I was oh, 30, have nice. been 33, 34 at the time, and I'm like, You're just sitting there, you've got this pit in your stomach. It's just, yeah. it's just like an over, overwhelming. Uh, and I'm looking at Rob and his shake and Chris couldn't quite, wasn't quite grasping at what was going on. It, not that he wasn't grasping. That's the wrong word, but just he was unemotional. He's shock. I think it was shock. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there going, all right, guys. I said, this is not cool. I said, I didn't start <laughs> with the frickin' to, 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 to lose. F- and I said, <laughs> immediately, Right now, we are not stopping. I said, "This is this is this is not cool." <laughs> I really, I think I was not cool. I said, "I mean, I said a few colorful words." I said, "Everybody here at this table has to start selling like your life depends on it." I said, "Rob, like Rob was really good at administration. He's a heck of a sales guy. He's really good at, at sort of operating the business." But we were only like what eight people. Chris was was playing you know service manager and just focusing on the service stuff. But he is a heck of a sales guy too. And everybody was taking a wage, and I was the only guy selling. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the only guy carrying this freaking company on my back right now with my sales. I said, right now, everybody sales, and you're, everyone's on a commission. And they kind of looked, and I said, no, this is, this, this is the way it is. Otherwise, we're done right now. It's, let's I'm not kid ourselves. And we dug in. And within six months, we had that thing going pretty good
1: amazing taking
2: wages we, we were we were draining the rsps out but the business was starting to get traction right yeah. we're starting to get the sales the revenue started getting, but we had a big mountainous debt that we owed that we had to just be focusing on and, and we did and it started to take off but i mean even even that year i remember during that time um, i was living out of living out of town a little acreage that i had and. Luckily, like I had, had some good friends out there that were, a couple of them were farmers that I knew. And one of them Rick, I'll never forget, Rick goes, hey, would you mind coming and operating some, some baling equipment for me? And I go, ah, I, I don't know, he goes, yeah, yeah, I really needs, need some help. I'm like, he says, Andre, you can run equipment. Like I've seen you run this stuff. I mean, as a city guy, but I could pick up any piece of equipment and, and run this, make like, sure. I'll, I'll come run, run it for you. And so I hopped on the old baler and, and I'm baling hay at night. And he usually starts, as soon as I'd finish work at five, I'd hop on the bailing. I did this for about three, three months, paying bailing, and he'd be like, Oh, I gotta pay, I gotta pay. I'm like, No, 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 that's okay. But I, I think he actually realized that I was struggling. Mm-hmm. And I was ha- and I was having a tough time paying bills. I, I had this business, it looked good on the outside, and and I was hemorrhaging pretty hard.
1: because mm-hmm.
2: um, all the money was going out. It just it just wasn't yeah. coming in. And yeah. You know what, that, and I
1: think people are experiencing that this year, right? Oh, the economy is so uncertain, and yet we still have to live.
2: You still have to live, but you yeah. know, bless bless Rick's soul is that he um, he paid me. I think I was getting eight bucks an hour. Woo! <laughs> but hey, you know what? Big it's, money. <laughs> it's not big money, but you just don't realize how much of a difference that may have made. It, it made a difference of of getting groceries.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think bigger than that sometimes is just getting paid at all. You feel that flow coming back. It's good to feel the flow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just experience that in your inner being, because then it's something like, OK, now I'm feeling this again. Now I'm loosening the grit, you know, the the uh, and stuff. And it all in my experience, it all comes in that same flow. Everything comes on the flow.
2: Right. Right, it totally does. And then, yeah, it was, it was a challenge. I think it was the same time. And at the same time, I went through a marital breakup. So oh I mean, my was, God. you're just getting bombarded. I'm, I'm sitting you there. You had just, it all. Oh, you're,
1: you're, that you're, was a test of your resilience.
2: It was a test of resilience and your, your, um, you know, and, and my children and, and, I actually moved uh, four hours away and it became a challenge to see my kids and i was having to drive four hours to see them and bring them home and you're spending 16 hours driving on a weekend And yeah a lot weighs on you and it can be the emotional hole it takes it's not just the business end; the business is, is one thing but the personal end can really really beat up and i and i'm so fortunate now that with, with my wife Katia has been so supportive Mm-hmm. I have such a strong support structure, you know. She cares beyond belief of, of how she can she can help me out, and and she's always there saying, "Well, she can tell when I'm stressed." And mm-hmm. she's been like Andre, like you, maybe should take a break from for, for a little bit. You're you're going going pretty hard, but that's what a true what?
1: partner is.
2: You no know, you, you
1: have each other's backs, and I know you do.
2: Yeah, and so so there's always going to be those tough times in business. And then another big issue that, and, and you'll allude to this, I mean, after the break, is, is who do you talk to? Mm-hmm. Where do you go have these discussions on either a C-level or even just an emotional level to discuss the, the business challenges you're having? Because the business challenges flow right into your personal life. And it can be extremely challenging when you bring work home. So do you want to place the burden that you're receiving on work and have it on your spouse and your family, and that can be that can create devastating effects as well.
1: But so, we do it, you know. Whether we do it consciously, we often do it unconsciously when we are stressed, which is why it's so key to develop resilience techniques to keep yourself strong, right? Which we'll get into after the break.
2: Yeah, and you and you don't want to take it out on your family. You don't want to take it out on your kids. You don't take it out on the poor little dog that comes to give you a big hug. When you need to come exactly.
1: Home. You don't kick the dog.
2: No, no, don't, don't kick the dog. Cause the, the cat crapped on the carpet, you know, like you got, that's kind of, that was another expression. When my partner said, don't kick the dogs and the, the cat pooped in the corner. And that's true. Right. you don't go home and give them heck because something on business is not going well.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what we do though. We disperse our stress just so we feel better. And then it's not right because no one else deserves to, uh, to have that.
2: No, no, they absolutely, they absolutely don't um, with it. So, and I think that's where a lot of things you're doing as far as Unstoppable You. Building resilience is important. And these things are important for people to to have resources. And sometimes a a read is really important. It just makes you sit back and go, huh. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I try to provide as many ideas as I can to, to I mean, it could be something that you forgot about, or you didn't know. Um, or when you hear somebody that you admire or like, uh, whether you know the person or not, you like his voice, or like how he or she talks, you might go, you know, I'm going to try that. And that's really, the, that's really the purpose um, of the show, I think, is to just provide enough information in a friendly conversation that somebody might go, yeah, I like the sound of that. So yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna take a bit of a break here, um, and we've got more to talk about. Uh, as you alluded to, you know who who do you talk to, who do you listen to, and who do you talk to? What resilience strategies you have adopted? How you've stayed strong throughout all of this because you've been in business for a long time. So don't go away. We're gonna be back with Andre Brasson and find out some secrets of how he weathered the storms. We'll be right back.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email during the week to chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back to Unstoppable You. And we're back. If you're just tuning
1: in, I hope not. I hope you've been here listening to this interesting story with Andre Brasson. Uh, Talking about, um, what did you think of my title? The Optimist Who Carries a Raincoat. That was totally, that totally came out of the blue. I thought it was perfect for you because that's what you are. You're an optimist who carries a raincoat.
2: Or maybe a slicker. I think maybe a slicker might be more suited to me, but I think you are so slick, my friend.
1: <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, stories about resilience and how, how businesses can go s- through some really hard times. Um, and it's having the personality, the drive, the persistence, sometimes the stupidity. Just to, st- just to stay in it. Because first of all, you got to make it work because you got to eat. But second, it's a dream. For many of us entrepreneurs, we entrepreneurs, I should speak properly by being radio show hosts, um, you know, we have a dream and it's on the line. And mm-hmm. so it's making that dream work come hell or high water. That's, that's really what we're talking about, right?
2: Yeah, it, it really isn't. It's, it's, it's never saying give up. And I think that's and that's actually really the stupidity thing. I kind of laugh about that. Um, <laughs> Someday that's what I
1: tell myself, Chris. You are. I got so a part,
2: stupid. My partner Bruce Cole. He he just makes me laugh because you know he sits there and goes, "Gosh, I'm still doing this because I'm too stupid to do anything else." <laughs> right? And and I just can see Bruce, you know, if he's listening or not, I'm not sure. But he'd be having a big smile going. Send yeah, it. I say that all the time. He's the same guy about the cat in the corner. Um, oh, okay. And he has some Pretty great wise guys. man. <laughs> Very wise man. Oh, great guy, awesome guy. But i been really fortunate to have some really wonderful people involved in, in business with me. And, and that's the big thing is it's – That's key. I'm, I may be, be the face, but without having that support structure and great people around you who believe in you and stand up behind you, you know, I'm the quarterback. To put it in terms, I'm the quarterback, but, boy, I really need a he- one hell of an offense and I need one hell of an off- a defense to win the game. And, you know, I, w- I would say, like, sometimes I got those linemen and my business partners are my linemen; they're protecting me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and but that's an that and, and and again, your human assets and the people who you work with, right? It's a with oh, yeah. they don't work for you; you work nope. with. I think you work that way. Um, how do you choose them? Like, how do you know who's the right person? And what have you learned about that? Because there's an art to hiring properly, I would think.
2: You know what, I'll tell you, there is no magic. There is no secret sauce. Mm -hmm. I I think being in sales for so many years, like really for 20 years of my business, I primarily was selling even up to a few years, even up to recently. I was doing a lot of, still doing a lot of sales. I love being in the boardroom. I love promoting the business. You learn to judge character.
1: (sighs) and Experience. So experience experience, is one, right?
2: And Experience. And I think doing the sales in in the office equipment business, it's the tough sales. It's not where people are coming to you, I'm going to them. And when I would be cold calling, let's go cold calling, knocking on doors, promoting my businesses back years ago, yeah. I have about three seconds to figure out that receptionist or that gatekeeper and how I'm going to adapt to them. Yeah. And eventually you learn pretty quickly just by looking in someone's eyes what they're made of. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm right all the time. But usually about 90% of the time, I'm pretty darn close Right on it. So, you know, bringing people within the the business, a lot of goes by reputation. If I go have a, I'll go have a meal with them. How, do, how does it feel when I sit down with them? Does it feel good? And, right. You know, it's no different than when you're dating. You keep dating pe- people and why do you stay with them? Well, it feels good, right? There's that, that yep. feeling you get. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly. not, you know, skills important, work ethic's important, but if all those other, all the, all the boxes check off, yep. how does it feel?
1: Exactly. I love that you said that. I've got a friend in Ontario. She's a golf pro, Connie Deckard. Uh, and uh, she, she, I, I'll send this to her so she does listen. Um, and she uses golf as a business tool.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, h- how does that person uh, run their game? Yeah. You know, do they, how do they score? How do they talk to you? How do they uh, act on the course? It's an interesting concept. And I totally, because you're doing something else, right? And you're not realizing somebody's watching you and getting to know you as you're playing golf. And same with anything. You don't just have to have dinner or have a meeting.
2: And you can also find you're not always going to agree. And that needs to, you need to be tough about that as well. And talk about resilience is that I'm not always going to agree with someone else's opinion. Right. And you're going to have differences of opinion and it's how you work through them. Mm -hmm. and in business especially if you have partners it isn't always simple right it isn't always easy you're gonna have difference of opinion you may be ticked off at someone for a couple of months but you just gotta go okay is this really gonna make a huge difference in my my life right a lot of times personally i'm extremely tolerant to a lot of things so i look at the bigger good yeah and i look but if someone is toxic within an organization i don't care who you are you're not going to survive but if they're 85% good, I can sometimes put up with a little bit of the, the BS stuff because mm-hmm. you're never going to find – if you're always looking for perfection, you will never find it.
1: Well, what is perfection? I mean, we all like to yes. think we're perfect, and we all come with different skills and, and qualities and characteristics and, and foibles. Uh, we all do. So, yeah, it's yeah. learning to make that work.
2: And it's good to have peers to be able to sometimes sometimes talk to, Yeah. Um, that's, that's important. And a lot of business owners do not have a really strong peer group in order to discuss some of their issues. And you never know who that that diamond in the rough can be that is in your, in your circle mm-hmm. that maybe can give you some advice and talk to you. And it can be some of the simplest things that just put you at ease. And, and I think I relayed this story to you the other day is I was out on a, on a horseback riding trip. Oh, Jesus. I have to be, it's just, you know, probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm out in the middle of middle of nowhere in the Rocky Mountains up the Red Deer River with my friend of mine, Ron Henderson. And he was he running a good business. And, and it probably late at night, we had this wood stove going in the big white wall tent and you're curled into your, your sleeping bag. And I'm kind of, we're chit-chatting about something. She so just goes, Andre, yeah. So are you using your Visa card to pay your MasterCard yet?
1: Yes, we did I'm talk like, about this one.
2: <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And that's why I go, because it'll go away. Thanks, Ron. Right now, it just, you have no, and it's, I still talk about that conversation today, and it was a 15 second. It's so second. good
1: though, because we all think we're doing it alone. We have to know m- many other people are experiencing the same things we go through in some form or another.
2: So. In it's, in its it, it was a 15 second conversation, but. It I just put your thinking.
1: mind at rest, right?
2: Well, exactly. But also having, one thing that people have to have is gratitude. And if you do not have gratitude for things, you are going to be, you know, I'll say you're in a world of, don't think the world doesn't owe you a living. It doesn't. No. You have to have gratitude for what is, what you get, what you're provided, what you've done, have gratitude to the people around you and mm-hmm. say, thank you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong saying, I appreciate the effort you've done. And don't just say it to be lip service, bloody mean it. Yeah. And, I have Thank so God. much gratitude to a few people that have been in my life, you know, external to to my wife and my family and my business partners. Have been, there's been people that have given me opportunities and that have made me where I am today. Oh, yeah. I, I have one man in particular that, uh, I'll even say his name, his name is Peter Churchill. He was with the company and he gave me an opportunity to uh, to grow the business. And without that opportunity that he provided me, um, would have never made it. Absolutely. And he stood up for me. And I am too you know, thankful. And I, I share this story lots with people and I'm forever thankful for, for what he, he did. Um, we were bidding a big contract. There's four of us. I'll tell you, that if I have time, I can tell you a short little story about being resolved. We were, we were struggling. This was back in that time in two, 2002. And we really needed it. and We needed one bloody break. And, yes.
1: and you know what? It's staying in it long enough to get that bloody break. Right.
2: Well, not giving up. So I just known that his company that he was uh, the senior manager at just got acquired by a large oil field corporation. And I'd done business with this, this electrical company there, and they are about a $70 million company. And I heard through the grapevine that they were doing an RFP for, for photocopiers. So I ended up tracking him down. I got, I was able to give a bid. And we were a small company at the time. Crumb, we maybe had 15 employees. And we we're up against a giant we we're up mm. against a big multi david and goliath <laughs> david and goliath and there's little andre and little rob going into the boardroom and we gave an awesome proposal great proposal i remember sitting in the boardroom there's peter and um oh goodness i forget the other lady's name right now but you know and she's kind of giving us a bit of the, the scowl and we're like whoa but, but we gave a great presentation and i'll never forget it was about a week later I get a phone call from Peter, and he goes, "Andre, I'm just telling you this." He says, "I was in the boardroom, and you guys gave a great presentation. And you're kind of going to go, "Ugh.", okay, he's going to say we didn't get it." And he goes, "There's myself. there's Carol, who's the other, and I forget the other person. Both of them wanted to go with the big multinational, but I said, "You know what? I came from this little company called Titan Electric." And Titan Electric was a four little guy, you know, business, and this huge company called Nova Chemicals gave us a break. And that break that they gave us turned us into a seventy million dollar company. Oh. I know Andre; he has the best proposal bar none. We should give them the exact same opportunity. And I'm like, wow, oh. Peter. Like I, can say, I says, thank you. Says Andre always done what you said you're going to do. You've always provided great service. He goes, no, just don't screw up, okay?
1: Yeah, don't <laughs> screw it up, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's always that.
2: right? I, and and I, just, I love that story because that yeah. turned into be such a monstrous account for us. And then the spinoff we got of it totally turned the company into a tremendous business and gave us the growth we needed and everything. And it just became that cornerstone foundation. So sometimes it's about that hard effort and just not giving up.
1: It's that, but it's also how do you get people to trust you? You know, trust can be in short supply these days. And any little thing, people will abandon you. And you understand, once trust is lost, it's hard to get back. So what makes people, and this is, this is why I talk about what leadership is, what makes people like you, um, trust you? understand who you are, that you'll do the business, um, that you understand the pain and you can fix it. Then people turn into your greatest assets. They want to do business with you. And you've just proven that in your story.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Be human.
1: Yeah, be real.
2: Be Be real. And um, I think that's really, really important. I've gone through struggles and challenges. And and, you never abandoned
1: your humanity. You were always a giving, kind person, I think i don't know i didn't know you back then but
2: no no but even even i think that's really important is is sometimes wear your your heart in your sleeve
1: yeah yeah people People, want to know
2: they want to know what's going on they want to know that that andre cares or brent cares or or that that people care about them because if Hmm. you be genuine about it talk to people an expression my my i think my grandfather told my dad he says called management by walking around (laughs) right there's nothing wrong with just Walking, and that's, that's just by walking around and talking to people. What's happening? And it's so important to be, you know, at least communicating with, with the people that are around you. It's important. Really important.
1: Um, yeah. And here's the other thing. Um, I think that how would we know how others feel if we didn't go through the struggles ourselves? Right. Absolutely. I think that makes us a little more human, a little more feeling and a little more understanding when someone comes to you. Like, what you know, what would you do when and it's happening these days when a, a customer client says, hey, I can't pay your bill for a couple months.
2: You work with them. Exactly. And you know what? I've actually got an actual handwritten letter the other day from a client, which was amazing. And you rarely get them these days. We've got, you know, twenty five hundred clients. We helped them through the struggle they were going through. We gave them service, we gave them credit, and they go, thank you so much. And It it made the difference to their business.
1: Well, it also buys a lot of loyalty. And and so it should, you know, when there's faith and trust that goes back and forth. You know what, Andre, you're a beautiful human. And I think your business is amazing. And there's a a good reason why it's because you're behind it all. So thank you for being here with me today. I so appreciate your time, um, your stories. Um, your message of hope and inspiration in business to keep going.
2: Well, thank you. It's it's been a pleasure. And hopefully, you know, somebody can pick up something I said, and they'll just go, oh, I'm not the only one.
1: Yeah. And that's the beauty of all this. Thanks so much. Business truly has many facets, right? And many ways to help others if we pay attention to our own gifts and use them to address others' needs. That's what we do here. And that's what this show is about. It's becoming unstoppable in your journey whatever that looks and feels like. And to all you listeners, I hope you feel inspired to try something different today, or maybe you're reminded to do or think something you had forgotten, or maybe you just feel better by listening today. Uh, you know, you really liked how I was insulting Andre as we started. <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
2: yeah.
1: There are more of us sharing the same experiences than we know, and when we can band together as brothers and sisters, I'd be there for one another That's how we make this all work in this big giant sandbox. So please join me next week for more Unstoppable You with me, Christine Patton, where we share messages of empowerment, resilience, and passion to conquer the game of business. Next Thursday, I'll be speaking to Judith Gordon. She's a former lawyer. Well, she's still a lawyer. No one can ever take that away from you. Instructor at UCLA and now an exceptional coach. She has some important tools to impart about staying resilient and happy as we go through this little thing called a world pandemic. Just a reminder, please engage with me on my Facebook pages, uh, Chris Patton and Power Within Coaching. Check out my website at powerwithin.ca. Think about a $20 book, Timeless Messages, especially to help your young person. And if you are feeling depleted with your current business, are unemployed or on furlough, or have a new business idea that's a bit raw, feel free to reach out for a chat and how we can work together to polish your ideas of change. I have a one-month program right now and priced to be a no-brainer. I'd love to chat with you. So have a great week and make good choices out there. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Unstoppable You. Please join Christine Patton for another edition of the program next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, take what inspired you today, practice it, and watch how life unfolds for you on your path to success. We'll talk again next week.